Hey, this is Tim Seeley, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were twisting something when you did that. I'm not loving you too much right now. You call DC Boo again. That's how you do that all the time. You just said that. So it's so hit. No. Nasty. You're nasty. That's it. We're done. 34 will be the end. You weren't talking about me. No. Why do I keep going on? What is it? Stop it! Let's <laughs> do like a nice tight half hour episode. Oh, not gonna happen. Half hour? Half hour? We don't even get to the comics within a half an hour. Yes, I know. We need to streamline the shit. Yeah. Ah, fat's good for you. So, so you say, right? Yeah. So we got a little bit of fat. Trim that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it in some nice, some nice Italian bread. <laughs> nice. I don't oh, eat that crap God. anymore either. I love my, uh, Italian bread night, right out of the oven. That's good shit. You know what people in my family do? They take Italian bread, and if there's any kind of salad anywhere within the tri-state area, they'll get that bread and dip it right in the friggin' right in the, of course, the oil and vinegar, baby. Right in the oil and vinegar. They don't care, and they oh, it's, it's the worst thing. Um, um. Then they'll wipe the dish with it at the end, like if like they're cleaning it. Just yeah. get everything. Oh my goodness, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you weren't raised like that. Those are your people. That's my that's my people. Forget about it. Forget about it. Hey, <laughs> hey everybody! It's eleven o'clock comics, episode two hundred and seventy-two, and I'm Vince B. Two hundred and seventy-two. That's what yeah. I said. We need a reboot. We need like a. A point one or something. We need, new, we need to bring Ultron in and fuck everything there up. There we go. <laughs> no, we, yeah, we need a we need EOC on. now. We need a jumping on point. You know, it would be good if it was EOC now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And a uh, new EOC? Nah. Nah, son. Nobody would listen. Okay, so you're Vince B. I am. Wait, is this a... Are we a black and white podcast? Because uh, nobody reads black and white podcast. Sure they do. And I'm Christopher Nace. All the cool kids. We are the cool kids. I'm David Price. Crickets. And what? Who was? Yeah, but she's not here right now. So yeah, that was Renee. And Jason is in transit. Yes. He he ran into a little bit of uh, road trouble, so he'll be. Don't worry about it. He'll be here. And um, you know, you don't have to endure road trouble trouble when you go and get your own comics because you don't have to. You, your mailman, but the hell with it. It's the mailman. It's the FedEx guy. You don't have to endure anything but sitting on your couch, 
dialing up your little internet device, bringing up the DCB Service website, which is at www.dcbservice.com. It's Discount Comic Book Service. They are the best. They'll bring your books to you at huge, massive discounts, 35 to 75% off. As you, can, Wumba, as you can tell, the um, discounts for this month are not up yet, but rest assured they will be deep and many. So go to Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, and check them out in about a day. And if you're a first-time customer, enter the code that the lovely David Price will be telling you into the slot and get an extra 8% off your already massively discounted order. David, what's that code? That code is EOC8. Very simple. Very easy. EOC8 gets you an extra 8% off. Remember, digital previews are $1.12. Save a tree, hug your iPad, look at comics. And you, they do not fret about late orders or additions. They will gladly accept both because you know what? They're professionals and they want your business and they want to do right by it. DCBService.com. Just go there. They're the best. The business. All right. Let's get through the uh, drink real call. We'll right. skip over Vince. Thank you very much, sir. Go to David. Uh, Christopher, tonight I am uh, sipping on some Buffalo Trace on the rocks. Very nice. They make yummy bourbon. They do. You like Joe Franklin um, tonight. I decided that um, I was going to go with a cocktail tonight. Mm. It's it's one of my it's one of my uh, all time favorites, and it's a, it's an old school drink. Um, it is uh, um, equal parts scotch and amaretto on the ice. Uh, it's called a Godfather. So I'm sipping hey. on Godfather. Yeah. The recipe for which was given to me by the Ramones. And the Jay Giles Band. Thank you very much. <laughs> you love uh, Jay Giles. I do. I do love yes. Jay Giles. Yes, yes, I do. Not because, not only because they got a guy in the band named Magic Dick, but... <laughs> not only. Yeah, that, um, what's the live album? The live album is one of the greatest live albums I've ever heard. Was is it, it full, is it full house? Um... Is it better than Live at Budokan? Yes, it is. Because, really? Yeah, Live at Budokan is mostly like Frampton Comes Alive. It's a lot of studio trickery in Budokan. Um, the Jay's Giles Band album is, I think, pretty much straight. Yeah, and it's exciting. It's all are you, are you Are you sticking with the uh, the concert vault? I am, occasionally. Yeah. I, I tell you the truth, I haven't been have I don't have much time to check out all the sites every day that I used to because um, I got to work, right? They so, had a nice, uh, nice uh, Grateful Dead live album for free of the free download this week. Really? Which what yeah. was the year? Oh, it's it's pretty early. Seventies, uh, early seventies. Good. I'll check that yeah. out. Yeah, eighties. Mm, no, not yeah, so good. Yeah, it was definitely seventies. Yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, let's check some comics. Uh, let's do it. Well, uh, we can talk about whatever we want now because the boy won't won't criticize. He never does. Uh, he never does anyway. I'm just trying to fill as long the air as time. It's not Doctor Who or right. Ooh, we can talk about Doctor Who. We can. Yes. Do we have anything to say about Doctor Who? Right it's now? awesome. <laughs> yeah. There was uh, apparently um, the uh, the Prince of Wales stopped by. Uh, I saw this on Facebook. Uh, Matt Smith, General Louise Coleman, and uh, Charles and Camilla. We're all hanging out together in front of a TARDIS. That is awesome. 
I just saw that today. I was like, well, that's pretty neat. It's it's a police box. (laughs) You know, Matt Smith could be the biggest douche behind the camera, but there's something about him in front of the camera that you ju- it just makes me think that he's such a nice guy and i don't know if that's the case but he's very, he, very likable very endearing um in front of the camera and i'm i, I would like to hang with him but like, yeah. he, he could punch babies you know in real life and i wouldn't even know it but stab a pregnant woman in the belly yeah he just <laughs> who tweeted that <laughs> says somebody that was reading body bags the the book that even repulsed me oh maybe, maybe it was andrew shaw yeah yeah, that that did repulse me. That scene. He, he, uh, he yes, I turned you off from Jason Pearson forever. He um, no, he, I like Jason Pearson's work. It's just that I can't read that book. He found, he, he yeah, he found the issues, or he found um, Father's Day. Maybe he found the the, the collection, but he uh, he read it and I loved it, and and demanded to know if more was coming, and and found out that it's possible that Pearson is working on more body bags. Well, good for him. I wish yeah. I wish him well. I'll check them out. As long as it doesn't make with the stabby and the baby. <laughs> stabby, stabby. Yeah, that's not fun. Stabbing babies is not fun. If it's encrossed, then it's fun. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. Well, that's where it belongs. Stabbing babies is never fun. Encrossed it is? No, it's not. Yeah, they make ornaments out of them encrossed. Oh, God. They do. <laughs> it's such a good book. I got something, if I can start off, because I almost never start off. Please do. You never start off. Yeah, I got a Marvel book. No, you don't. I do, but it's... um Unheard of. No. There, that was for Jason. Ah! It, it's in that that um, Dable Brothers weird kind of Marvel, but not quite uh, Marvel the, area. The Brent Booth stuff, like the uh, Laurel K. Hamilton. Yeah, it's ambiguous. It's published by Marvel, but it's 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 really not a Marvel book, because it doesn't have any ties to the Marvel Universe. Um, if I tell you who wrote it, you're going to know what it is. It was written by the, char- the title character's creator, Jeff Lindsay. Do you know what it is? I do, but I won't spoil it. Chris, do you know? No. It's Dexter, number uh, one. Yeah. Uh, it was illustrated by Dalibor Telegic. Is that how you say it? It is tonight. Dalibor sure. Telegic. Um, Eve Sorcina did the colors, and Corey Petit lettered it. Um, of course, it stars everyone's favorite vigilante, Dexter Morgan. Um, and it's set... And there won't be any spoilers here. If you haven't seen season four of Dexter, I'm not going to spoil it. But I will say that the book is set during the time after Dexter and Rita got married. So what was the se- what's the season premiere that just came out this week? Seven, I think. Jeez, okay. I'm a little behind. Um, I I watch it on uh, disc, right. so I only have up to six. Is it? So it may be even season eight now. I don't know. Ah, damn, is it the final season? I. Th- think so yes i believe it yeah is. i think okay. so a lot of stuff finishing up um but it, it's it's a, a very cool first issue and i will say going in i'm going to talk about two tv related books tonight both of them have a caveat as jason is so fond of saying um and i'll tell you about the caveat with dexter number one in a second but wow um the the setup is pretty simple dexter receives an invitation to his high school reunion now, knowing Dexter, Dexter does not mix well with most people. Doesn't like to be around people. Dexter's the lone wolf. He's got that darkness. 
uh, that Harry is so fond of, of telling him about. So, you know what? He takes the, the invitation, he chucks it in the garbage. But uh, Rita, the bubbly, effervescent, you know, uh, good girl, single mother that wants to succeed, Rita, uh, she's a people person and she wants to go. She pulls it out, so she makes Dexter go to the reunion. Um, and while they're there, we're treated to a little bit of backstory. Uh, in which uh, Dexter had to contend with a high school bully named uh, Steve Gonzalez, a Cuban immigrant who had chosen uh, young Dexter Morgan as his target. Now, Dexter is a, a pretty... Um, he can take a lot of punishment, but when you push him a little too far, you know what happens, right? And he got this Steve Gonzalez... Uh, in a position where, if you've seen the show, he brought him into the workroom and had him all wrapped up in the plastic, and he was about to do his his um, his job, so to speak, when they were interrupted by a, a school janitor. So the pair have history, and this Steve Gonzalez is, of course, at the high school reunion, and he has apparently made a name for himself in Florida. He's um, He's the head of a uh, humanitarian organization called the Hope Foundation. And Rita says something like he was voted number three of Florida's hottest, most eligible bachelor, something like that. Like she's attracted to him in a, in a celebrity, you know, kind of way. Um, but, uh, so the two, Rita wants to meet him, of course, and Dexter's like, nah, you don't want to meet him. This, it's not a big thing. Uh, but she, you know, Rita being Rita, she eventually gets Dexter to, to introduce her. And this Gonzalez dude tells Rita that Dexter basically changed his life. He took him from a path, uh, very dark and, and dismal path and set him on the, the, the high road, so to speak. And, and put him on a uh, you know a path to a better existence. So it, it's typical Dexter. As as the two are are the dialogue's going on, and the two um, men are are talking about yes, you changed my life. You can see in their eyes that the words coming out of their mouth are not exactly the real crux of the situation going on. Like there's a there's another meaning that Rita is totally oblivious to as usual, and um, so. Uh, in um in typical Dexter fashion, that's just a setup. Uh, he's called to a, a case, and wouldn't you know, a bum turns up dead. And as Dexter's doing his little uh, forensic uh, blood spatter thing, uh, he's informed that the bum uh, is uh, someone has planted this bum here because there's no blood splatter. He he died somewhere else, and the the body was moved to this vicinity. Why? Uh, because the the crime scene is within spitting distance of one of Gonzalez's Hope Foundation missions. So da da da. There you go. Is is uh, this Gonzalez character in Dexter's area to uh, you know? Revenge? Is he there to right a wrong? Did he kill the bum? Is he trying to leave a message? What's going on? That's the thing. That's the there's there's the cliffhanger for the first issue. It's typical Dexter setup. If you are at all familiar with the show, or if you're a fan, I will say that the creative team did not deviate in the slightest from the typical Dexter setup. I and mean, it's Jeff Lindsay. He he writes the character. He created the character. He knows the character best, right? This is a standard episode of Dexter. And I got to say, when I heard that this book was announced, 
um, I had a little bit apprehensive, you know, because TV adaptations don't always go down so smoothly. But I was extremely and very pleasantly surprised. This issue's really good. Um, all the beats are there. Harry and his famous teachings make an appearance. There's a scene with Dexter and Harry where he's like, Dexter, you gotta, you know, you know how Harry gets. And, um, it's the art wise, the, uh, Dalibor Telagic. And, and here's where the caveat comes in. Um, because there's an issue with the art that may affect some readers depending on how tight their sphincters tend to be, so to speak. Uh, Telagic does not render um, his version of Dexter Morgan in the Michael C. Hall mold. It, when you open the book, it is not the television Dexter. And that that's fine with me. I don't I don't need it to be. You know what I mean? Because it's two different mediums, right? Television, comics. They're they're not the same thing. This is just another incarnation of of Dexter to me. Uh, and in fact, none of the characters are are styled in accord with the like the specific physical characteristics of their television counterparts. Like illustrated Rita. Um, is not a look-alike for the beautiful Julie Benz, you know. But like, she's cute. Uh, you know, she's this hard-working mother of two and incredibly sexy woman when dressed to the nines. She cleans up real good, just like Rita does on the show. Um, and you don't expect to see Jennifer Carpenter as Dexter's sister. But Dexter's sister's in the book. You, you see what I'm saying? It's It's the artistic team's take on these characters, not... A, a kind of like Mort Drucker uh, caricature and you know Mort Drucker does it very well when Mort Drucker draws um, like say Art Carney it's Art Carney on the page that's not how this is but and like I said not a detriment in my eyes if I wanted the characters exactly as they are on the show I'd watch the damn show do you agree? I agree with what you're saying yeah um, but Harry does look like James Remar a little bit just a little bit, but this, that that's neither neither here nor there. But uh, it's really cool how they um, how Telagic does Dexter. Whenever Dexter's in a situation where he slides into that that killer mold, uh, I don't like to call him a killer. That vigilante mode, because in my mind, I don't see Dexter as a as a killer. He's he's writing wrongs, and you know he but he's writing wrongs. He's he's taking uh, the place of justice where where justice has failed, Dexter will succeed. That's yeah, that. that. You get talk in the microphone. Talk in the microphone. Jason, there I am. Um, no, that that's what's interesting about that character is that he is a killer, and he's so are policemen though. They just get paid for it. No. Oh. Dex, no, no, Dex, if, if, no, 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 I'm not saying no, policemen no, are no, wanton no, killers. No, wrong. But no, if they're Dexter, in a situation, Dexter is a killer, but he is, he's aiming that that instinct of his, that uncontrollable instinct of his, to right wrongs. Right. He would. He he he's a killer. He but, is. He he is a killer. But if a policeman's in a situation where they feel their life is being threatened, no, but, they but will kill, right? Don't become policemen because they're they're ser- because they are serial killers. He is. He has an. He has a need to kill without a badge. And 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 so he has become a policeman because of that. Right. That's not why most people become 
policeman. He's he's Batman that takes it one step further. No, he's the Joker who has some sort of morality. He, he is nowhere near the Joker. Jack Dexter's not crazy. Um, um, Bruce Wayne is not a murderer. That's what I'm saying. He's the Batman that takes it one step further. No. Yeah. No. Does he not research his victims? Well, sure, but he's and he a hunts serial them, killer. And he hunts them, and he studies them, and he carefully devises a plan to ensnare them, and that's where Batman stops once he ensnares them. Dexter no, takes it one step Dexter, further. And but Dexter does that because he has a need to kill. No. I think Dexter has... Well, maybe when he was younger, he had a need to kill. But I think now Dexter has a right, uh, um, a need to right wrongs. He has a need to serve justice. That that's why I find this, the character so appealing. No, yeah, I think, I think that's an outlet for his need to kill. That's what makes the character he's, interesting. Right, he's serving that a function he though. He's a serial killer, but he has what? turned he has turned that into he's funneled that and and chosen the people that he needs to kill as as a way of of serving justice right i'll give you that not batman why don't we ask jason look i can't help that the guy's friggin late damn him let's get him (laughs) but um what i was saying was whenever uh renders Dexter and he's in that situation he's Dexter being Dexter there's always a really stark light on him and his shadow behind him is this well the best way I can describe it it looks like venom with the tendrils and the the murkiness and the it's it's undulating and stuff so he actually bring in Jason because I have, yeah I, have I did I did easy question for he, Jason, he are you there I'm here all right so Dexter is Dexter more like Batman, or is he more like the Joker? Dexter, the, you mean the Showtime TV character? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, much more like the Joker. That's nuts. Thank you. That's nuts. He's, that's nuts. Thank he's you. a sociopath, and he's a murderer, and he's... Thank you. Yeah, see? He has and no Jay- moral compass. And no I, moral I compass! Are you friggin' for real? Unyielding moral compass. That's the antithesis of Dexter. Dexter, like, Dexter is driven by his... his we are so right. No, you're not right. De- no. Dexter is driven by his morality to, to no. right wrongs. Yes, he... Morality. He's, dri- he's driven by a need to kill. But initially, he was he needed to kill. But now he takes that need and he, he's doing something good with it. He's making lemonade. Couldn't care less about righting wrongs. Right. Now he's matured. He just doesn't... If Dexter didn't have... People to kill uh, in in the sense of solving these crimes and righting wrongs, he would probably kill himself. No, to, to stop. Yes, if, he would. If he didn't have criminals to kill, he would kill. No, he would People that weren't criminals. Not at this point. I don't believe that. Nope. I don't. Why didn't he kill? Why didn't he kill Rita? Why doesn't he just kill his sister? Why, if he doesn't care about people so much, why doesn't he just go on a killing spree? Just take to the road and just start offing people. By the way, because he's I'm got a sense really of morality. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but anyway, that's not the only one. He uh, the the shadowy areas 
are the about half an hour maybe the the shadowy areas are the are really cool the way Telagic renders them and it 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 visualizes Harry's famous um, whenever Harry talks to Dexter about his condition he always talks about the darkness the that that part of Dexter that needs to do this uh, yeah. Telagic renders it in 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 beautiful detail it's really nicely done and wh- i oh, think you're about the marvel dexter book yeah i think worthy of your attention because like i said very surprisingly well done first issue it, it, it is i i um likened it to the dable brothers in a sense that it it's on the periphery of the marvel stuff but do not equate this book with the dable brothers stuff because for the most part that stuff was the weak sauce this is very very good hey dable brothers gave us ryan stegman I, I said for the most part. I, I'm just saying. Yeah. Just point out. And it brought but. us back to our booth. <laughs> so hey, yeah, Justin. get the Dexter. Hey, boys. How you doing, buddy? Uh, doing great now. It's good to talk to you guys. Sorry happy, I'm late. Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah. And for, uh, you may guys have already made this, but but mad congrats to Chris on his first uh, successful road race. Oh yeah, job, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate. It good. Sub, that. Sub, sub thirty minutes. Awesome. By like by like forty seconds. 37 seconds, so... so yeah. What I miss, is everybody drinking? What's Vince drinking? We you gotta this. start trouble. Oh. I'm, I'm drinking oh, yeah. Dr. Pepper. I know Chris yeah. is. Uh, uh, <laughs> what do we talk that. about so far? Keep, get me up to speed uh, here. I'm, 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 I'm on you, the you, no, Vince, Vince, Vince kicked us off I with went Dexter. first with Dexter. We talked, oh, so, so we, we talked spent some half Do- hour talking about Dexter. Cool. No, we, we talked some Doctor yeah. Who. We're going to come back to it. Briefly. <laughs> Uh, so we Doctor Who. We have some thank yous that I missed, or we. I, I do have one thank you actually, um, and I can't wait to read this. This is from. Um, I have to thank Felipe, uh, Flippa Dippa, for, uh, Flippa. for sending me the uh, the book of Da. So I'm I'm really looking forward oh, nice. to reading that because it looks amazing. So I'm I'm oh, I'm cool. stoked to check that out. I wanted to thank real quick, uh, uh, Mr. Lifesend on our forums, because he was kind enough to. Um, he had posted. As many do, uh, you know, some stuff he was selling to raise some cash. And one of the uh, things he was selling was an oversized scanner, similar to what, you know, the professional artists use to scan their stuff to send them into, you know, Marvel and DC. It's a, you know, it's comic, comic book sized. And I reached out to him and said I'd be interested. And he actually was going to send it to me for free and I wouldn't let him uh, as a thank you. But I did purchase it for him for a fraction of what it would have cost me had I bought it new. And it arrived, and it's working beautifully, and soon I will have uh, a big chunk of my art scanned as a result. But much love to him for doing all that, because uh, it's it's uh, something I've wanted for a while, but just just couldn't bring myself to pay full retail. So Sure. Those so kudos on that. scanners ain't cheap. Yeah, exactly. So Nice. And I got to thank you. Would, you I already get, did it, or you? No, I got, I'll do it now. I got to thank Chris for taking Uh-oh. the reins for the next two weeks, because I ain't going to be here. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Wait, 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 what? Um, yeah, yeah I got I got to start digging up some uh, some wait, music then. Wait, what? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm off next two weeks. I'm going to school. You love it when Vince does wait, 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 wait. off the air, but he'll drop the bomb to everybody. That's right. That's real, buddy. For two weeks. Podcast Ferrite. Yes, I'm two weeks of intensive study. Guys, it's going to be so awesome. We're going we're going to have so much good music. We're going to run these super wait, fucking tight 2-hour episodes. I don't No, see. I don't care what you do. Jason, <laughs> Jason wasn't 
here last week, Vince, when you were telling us uh, about schooling, so yes. you missed out. I'm getting my master's. Well, at least I'm I'm humping the first leg of the the dog that will get me my master's. Dude, I don't even know that you anymore. Awesome. Yeah, exactly, right. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. They get to two weeks residency. They're telling me I will do anywhere from like twelve to fourteen hour days for uh, for the next two weeks, starting Monday. So yeah. Did you tell? Have you told people who one of the people you're going to be studying? Yeah, under? but that's see. The, can you say that? Is um, like I I can say it, but I don't think that's going to happen this pass. It may happen. Awesome. Right. Uh, Mark Schultz is one of the. Uh, one of the, the is, teachers. That's awesome. Dude. Yeah, at this. Why am I only hearing about this now? Because you, uh, you guys were talking you wrestling sure? last week. Yeah. You were, uh, oh. yeah, you you're were so late frustrating, last week. dude. I know. I'm, I gotta you get a smartphone. a smartphone. I know. You need to call me. You can call. You know, you're allowed to call me every now and then. I just don't want to. I call you, you and you never answer. That's you, not true. You don't call you, me. You called me like once or twice, like a year or two ago, and I didn't answer. I call you all the time, but on the weekends. You never call me. I love you all. But there, all? there is a... I talk to David in insane amount. It's chaos. This episode is friggin' chaos. I'll which start I, calling I, you all the time if I knew oh that you'd answer. Oh, boy. Be careful well, what like you wish for. I'd like to know what's going on in your guys' lives. You I feel like... call Jason at night at home on his cell phone. No, that is true. Right. That's the problem. you got to yeah. call me either on my home phone or hit me on Skype or hit me on Twitter and, and say, and hey. And Chris, Chris, if you need Jason's home number, just let me know. Oh, <laughs> I got it, too. Um... <laughs> but there is a sequential arm of this program, and like I said, Mark Schultz is involved, and, so and so's Anna Senti. All right, so the great you're not learning how to write then. Okay. Um, oh, you're a douche. Yeah. <laughs> you learn how to write old Daredevil. That's right. That Daredevil run is great, man. Well, don't, yeah, but don't. I mean, come yeah, on. It is, it is. You're absolutely. But I mean, talk about like starting yeah. off strong and then yeah i, I haven't read any of the green arrow stuff i'm just yeah. telling you guys um jason come with a fucking drink next week uh, okay. i'll bring a drink i'll bring a drink um be ready we're gonna run this we're gonna run this show tight <laughs> <laughs> magazine format um we're gonna we're gonna have segments <laughs> have such guests there's gonna, be, uh, there's gonna be interviews. There's, it's gonna be like the you know BBC, you know the world. It's, uh, awesome. it's nice. I can't wait to not listen. Nah, you go do you. I just emailed you a boatload of intros. Thank you, buddy. Wait a minute. Does that mean I need to email to Chris? I'll send two to Chris. That's all you need. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. So Jason, what have you been DC style on this shit? It's gonna be awesome. Excellent. What have you been reading? Let's hear about some comics. Boatload of things. Um, Hopefully something I've read. First of all, I mean what? Something one of us has read as well, so we can jump in on there. Well, let's see. Um, Well, I mean, I'm a a little bit catching up because you guys kind of discussed this already, but I just so it can be a short shout out. But I did want to say because it's probably the most enjoyable thing I read this week. uh, the new Hulk book is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, now I had read that like the first two issues, but when you guys talked about it the other week, but I uh, I caught up at least I I think I caught up uh, maybe I'm one issue behind, but uh, but it is so awesome, dude. And I gotta say, like I'm reading it and I'm just smiling ear to ear, and I'm thinking, I know again we've said this a few times recently, but Mark Wade is having a heck of a of a renaissance here. Yeah. Not, not to say he ever fell off, but I mean yeah, that's the thing is that, is that I think that and. and you just said it. He never fell off. Wade is one of those guys that, man, he is, I don't want to call him the tortoise, but, man, he's just slow and steady and just well, does it, good work. It, it 
it helps to have and it and it's not a knock on irredeemable or anything he did with boom but it it really eyes need to be on the product mm-hmm. you're right and and, yeah. and you know i i love this fantastic four run and then after that and yeah he was he was part of of, of 52 but you know then he went to boom and those were some the the the, the, the peter kraus artwork was phenomenal it, it, that was a a cool story and and but he was he was working primarily at boom that was it and you knew he well, was there the exactly and, and you knew he was there so you knew he was working it's just that even it, it, it was it was one of the best kept secrets in comics or the people who read it dug it and 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 i know this but you it, it it's i guess it in a way it's it's sad that you know you're really like, oh my god, Mark Wade, this is fantastic, and and he hasn't. It's not like he's been writing bad stuff. He's just been writing stuff that hasn't been as highly visible. Yes, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I will say. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but uh, um, I very much am enjoying the the Walt Simonson work <laughs> for yeah. sure. Like it, it, it's actually almost it's weird. Like I know he he predates him by a lot, but I feel like he's kind of channeling like Savage Dragon Eric Larson in these issues. Like it's loose. It's very it's loose. loose, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. almost like I know that Larson probably credits Simonson as one of his his main influences, but it's kind of like this almost weird sort of like uh, like snake eating its own tail at this point. Like I, yeah. I see if it, like I can see a lot of young people that like grew up in the Image era, like looking at Simonson and be like, "Oh, this this guy <laughs> clearly worships Larson." You know what I mean? Like without realizing. <laughs> Simonson's not ultra know. tight to begin with. No, and but, and it's it's inked by Wyatt and and what's what I loved about this before I, I take Jason off the trail that Wade wrote this story so that it could be the older Thor and not the new Quabel Thor right, or sure. even the newer newer yeah, Thor. But yeah. Yeah, but the thing I say about Wade here, what I love is that you know it's uh, not only is it a unique take, which you guys have already discussed, but um, there's just nice little interjections of humor, and the characterizations are awesome. I mean, the the, the point where you know Tony Stark is is realizing what Maria has done by putting Hulk on the Shield payroll banner, and you know he's he's not happy with it, and he he goes to meet with Banner, and you know they're in this room where like they're projecting these giant equations on the wall, and you know Banner's laughing hysterically, and and uh, Tony's all nervous because he thinks like it's Banner like freaking out and he's about to Hulk out, and then he looks at the what the, he looks at this giant equation and he starts laughing hysterically too because apparently like there's some embedded like dirty joke in the equation that no one else on the earth would probably understand, and they're both just dying laughing yeah. and thawing, and like then Maria gives that that little like um, that little you know robotic almost looks like uh, like widget from Excalibur, the little like camera robot. Oh yeah, follow Banner around and. Like he punches it and 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 then like on the last page of the, of that issue he punches it and then it's, it's got, yeah it's it's got the little bottom thing that says like you know the the, the Rio two coming next you know it's like just really like wonderfully timed little anecdotes yeah. but what I was saying on the um the Simonson thing is I, I'm enjoying it and it's always nice to see Simonson you know um and for I'll be honest I, I think this is much I'm enjoying this Simonson a lot more than. Than the, the the Avengers Simonson we saw a couple months ago, um, but I do think the star of this book so far has been Lionel Yu. Yeah, that, oh, that, yeah. Oh, that beautiful stuff. 
I mean, that first arc was stunning. Yeah, I mean, it's gorgeous. The underwater stuff, I mean, with Atuma and I mean, Lemuria and stuff was just breathtaking. I mean, the giant sea, you know, kaiju or creatures, whatever you want to call them, were just breathtaking. And the, I just, I mean, I, I loved the, that 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 work. I, I just, I guess I've always considered myself a U fan, but but this just I think Thank was you. stunning. You know. Um, and uh, I think so. you know Atuma was awesome. It was just just great. It's been great so far. It's it's been a, another another feather in Marvel's resurgence. Yeah. You know what my favorite line I think of the whole series to date uh, is when Banner was talking with Tony about the applied science fiction. Yeah, and, you mentioned and, that. What and Tony get? looks in the in the mirror and says, "You're still rich." Yeah, <laughs> that is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quintronic man, dude. I mean, talk about digging up something. I know, right? Yeah. I'm going to kill this Yorkie. I'm going to kill him. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> and even so, yeah. The, the supporting cast is not... I know this. You have a Yorkie? I do. He's the best dog in the whole entire world. Not right now, but Sounds usually like he is. Sounds like it. The, uh, the, the, the lab members that, that Banner hires and, and uh, how he knows that there's, there's a reason why they were all picked and Maria's not, isn't even in on it and, and, even their voices that they're not annoying and, and everybody it's the best hulk since planet hulk i yeah, don't sure. think yeah. i can disagree with you on yeah, that I one I, sure. yeah. he's on to something there yeah jason aaron's was good you know it's you know how much i worship jason aaron i mean yeah I, i've given him like two of the last three best writer awards in our own but but i actually probably of all of everything i've read of his uh his hulk was my least favorite well there has to be a bottom right yeah, yeah, um yeah. jeff parker did a, a decent job on the hulk i thought his run was was good he, but he, he and gabe did a really nice run yeah and it yeah was, that's it was true really, yeah no, that was good yeah I yeah i mean it was yeah it was yeah. Good. you know it's but planet hulk is is probably my favorite my favorite Hulk of all time. Yeah, how and about Greg Pak, though? Did he kind of fall off the map? Like, what is he no, doing? Is he at no, DC? Dude, 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 dude. Whoa, no, he's at DC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's so he fell off the map. Uh, action comics with uh, David, my buddy Aaron Cooter on art. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wish him well. And he um, he just uh, he just had, actually, this past week came out. It was it was actually wonderful, I thought. Uh, he Cooter's he, doing action comics? Pop, yeah. Yeah, Cooter's oh, great. Pack is doing um, Bat- uh, Batman Superman. The no, first issue just came out. Oh, that's up. right. Yeah. Uh, Jay Lee. Jay Lee. I never read that. It's nice. Jay Lee back. Mm-hmm. So, no, Pac's doing more DC stuff, but... Good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pays the bills. That's right. Yeah, right. They'll, they'll, they, it'll come around. Oh, I'm sure it will. They, <laughs> if I were Greg Pack, I would never touch the Hulk again. You've you've oh, done no, the best sure. Hulk yeah, He did this you know, today. Yeah. What's Peter David doing? Speaking of the Hulk, oh, over a stroke. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's that, but um, there's uh, X Factor is is ending or has ended. That's kind of sad, because that that was for for a lot of years. That was like the little book that could, yeah. Like sure. always, yeah. always. It's, yeah, it, it was until uh, up to this point where it's ending. It's it's the longest running uh, Marvel book. Wow, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. So it he's been out for I, I hung with it for. I don't know, 30, 40 issues. Have you seen the cover of the last issue? It's really cool. Um, It's Madrox behind the door of the X-Factor investigations, and he's taking the the sign, like the open-close sign, and he's turning it around. Mm -hmm. That that is, yeah, and the the shadows from the Venetian blinds or the blinds, it's really nicely done, yeah. And he's got this look on his face like, yeah, we gave it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. You guys didn't, uh, did you talk Cap already or no? 
No, huh? not yet. We talked Dexter. Oh, okay. The hero, <laughs> Dexter. What? Well, I, I was told to read Cap this week, so. <laughs> you yeah, were I told. Did, I, I did get up to number eight. <laughs> I haven't read Cap. I've been, I've, oh, I've, Chris, I've, it's I'm awesome. Pre- well, I'm pretty caught up on, on Winter Soldier, which was... Uh, that I haven't started yet. I uh, enjoyable. I mean, yeah. it was. Um, it felt very much like the Brubaker Cap run. I I think the star of that. I mean, I I agree with you, Chris. I think the star of that book that was. Uh, and I've told him to his face is Jason Latour. Like I think that art in that is ridiculous. Oh yeah, Latour. Oh boy, and Latour and Aaron on this book. So excited. Yep. yep. It, I'm actually excited, and you know, kudos to um um. To the folks at Image and and the Image Expo this week, uh, some really exciting projects coming out of Image. I didn't yep. hear anything. What are some of them? Wait, for, are you serious? No, I don't pay. I, I'm working. I didn't pay attention. Oh, I see. We don't all big work. big yeah. week for Image. Big week for Image. Well, so yeah, so to set so Ron, our buddy Ron Richards, who's now working at Image, uh, was was pretty much in charge of the Image Expo this year, and uh, it was a one day affair yesterday. And uh, it, by all accounts, it was an absolute uh, uh, rock star affair. He, he, Image killed it. They had um, they uh, they they announced a boatload of new books. But I think that I mean the the biggest news is uh, well, first of all, there's a new Image has a whole new website um, that is now live. It's uh, completely been redesigned, which I think is a long time coming, and it's it looks great. But the as of as of yesterday, you can buy Image. Uh, comics digitally completely DRM free. Yeah. So once you buy them, they're yours to have in any way, shape, or form you want. And uh, that's a big move for them. I think it that's a really big, big move. move. Uh, uh, new, new books from Remender, new book from uh, Brubaker, uh, new book from. Um, well, Heckman is still doing stuff. Uh, Jason Aaron and Jason Latour. Yeah, well, the so Rick Remender and my uh, my recently purchased art uh, by Matteo Scalera, mm-hmm. they're doing a book together, a sci-fi book called uh, Black Science. And Remender doing sci-fi makes me all sorts of happy. Um, a book I'm sure Vince is going to be giddy for. Uh, what's that? By JMS. Yeah, boy. <laughs> all right, what's he doing? Now, oh, J- he's- JMS and Sinkevich are doing a book called Alone together. Yeah. Um, which, and is it JMS bringing over his old properties? He, yeah, I think he's doing that too. Dream Police. Not to anger Tony Fleece, but Sinkevich, whatever. Uh, um, Morel, <laughs> Wes Craig from yeah. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy fame are doing a book together called Deadly Class. Ooh, yeah, uh, which looks great. You know why uh, you said Guardians of the Galaxy? It's getting better. I didn't like the way it started, but it's yeah, it's getting yeah, better. Yeah. Uh, Mark yeah. Miller and Duncan Fagredo are doing a book together oh, called uh, MPH. Oh, Duncan, I love his work. I know. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and it's it just came out. But uh, Fraction and Howard Chaikin, you know, came out together. today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, Warren Ellis and Jason Howard. Yeah, like, I mean, guys, very quickly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Warren uh, Ellis and Jason Howard. Jason Howard. Oh my yeah. God! What's the Scatterlands. It's Scatterlands. Another. Oh, wait, that's thing, the uh, thing that they were doing online, right? And it's, yeah. it's exclusive digital, yeah. Oh, cool. Darren Aronofsky uh, and Ari Handel as writers with uh, Nico Hendrickson from uh, Runaways fame are doing a book together called Noah, um, which looks awesome. The, the, the cover art looks ridiculous. Um, uh, Fraction and uh, an artist I'm not that familiar with, Christian Ward, are doing a book together called Odyssey, which is O-D-Y-C. Um, 
The oh, one yeah. I'm really excited for, uh, on top of the Remender one, was the uh, Jason Aaron and Jason Latour are doing Southern Bastards. That sounds uh, awesome. Which sounds fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Baker and Epting are doing a book called Velvet. Oh, that's uh, nice. That's a good team, Baker and Epting. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, where can we see all these? Are there examples online of all this? Like, does oh, Image yeah, have a... Go to, go to Image Comics. Comics or any oh, of the cool. sites have... Uh, yeah. Um, Sorry, Ron. Not not trying to slight you guys, but I just don't have the time. And then I know I know we've been talking lately about not being all that much on the Walking Dead tip anymore. But um, you know, it is still obviously by far and away the biggest property at Image. And the Kirkman announced at the show that he's got a new thing called All Out War, which starts with issue one fifteen, and it's going to be um, uh, biweekly. They're going to do biweekly for a bunch of months. Ah, the Marvel yeah, like twelve. 12, 12 bi-weekly issues is that right i think so yeah Whew. and so, it's all adlard yeah i would imagine oh wow, he's that fast oh no no it's uh it's adlard and uh, no it is it's adlard and stefano guadiano on inks oh nice so cool. yeah so yeah, so uh, image making making big waves and it was uh it was a very interesting tweet from uh from augie deblik uh today or yesterday but um if you remember the the Marvel architects, mm-hmm. all of them that won are now doing image books. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, Vince, you should you should read like Eric Stevenson did the keynote and mm-hmm. he killed it. He had so many like interesting things to say. And uh, the the thing that's been going around is because someone said, "Well, are you worried about doing DRM free? You know, with piracy?" And he was like, "My stance on piracy is that piracy is bad for bad entertainment." He's like, there's a pretty strong correlation with things that suck not being greatly pirated, while things that are successful have a high piracy rate. If you put out a good comic, even somebody does download it illegally, if they enjoy it, then the likelihood of them purchasing the book is pretty high. So, that's very true. I but, think that's true. Yeah. Which, which, on that note, can I can I segue us? Yeah. Um, I I bought a couple comics online today, and it was a name your own price. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so I got I got caught up on uh, on the private eye. About damn time. Yeah, seriously. I'm, pu- I'm behind. I, it's, sometimes I read slow. Uh, so slow uh, sometimes around quick. Very very interesting that when Private Eye came out, it was uh, uh, pretty obviously a book that had uh, uh, a social commentary on privacy. And uh, and how we, as as a, a society and a culture, had kind of sacrificed our our privacy for convenience, and and it looked, you know, it, it's taken. I mean, that's what the book is is largely about is is how much we value privacy or don't value privacy. And now it's uh, three months on, and uh, privacy is kind of a big issue. All of a sudden, I thought it was very interesting how uh, how that book was. Uh, uh, kind of a precursor to a lot of stuff that's going on in uh, uh, real world news. Yeah, uh, once today. every so often you get a work like that that kind of oh. mirrors current events, and it it, it yeah, almost it, it's it almost eerie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so I, that's I, rare I, though. I, yeah, I, I thought that was it was very interesting. And now reading it in the 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 post um, Snowden. Um, revelations and and now that uh, you know privacy after uh, it, without soapboxing too much as a culture we've spent ten years 
um, sacrificing privacy for security, and now all of a sudden, you know, our privacy is important again, and and we're starting to realize what we gave up exactly. uh, for for the illusion of security. And uh, it, Vaughn and and Martin uh, or Martin are are kind of plugged into that, and it's like, yeah, you know, you be careful what you give up for the illusion of of something and yeah i mean they had their they had their their thumb on the on the heartbeat of that you know it's very very interesting should have listened to benjamin franklin hey you know it's um uh, we you know we 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 gave it up and uh and and they they're expressing that in in comic book form and that is one of the things I love about this medium. You know, you look at other works like, you know, V for Vendetta. You know, here we are, what, almost 20 years on from V for, v for Vendetta, and, you know, you've got Ray Fox masks, you know, running around all over the globe. Um, sometimes comics get it right. Yep. And, and Private Eye is one of those that I'm really looking forward to riding this one out because they're saying something. And I... I love that. It matters. It's the clash it of comic books. It's the only comic book that matters, really. Uh, <laughs> you're funny. But are you guys uh, caught up? No, yeah, for I'm sure. Not. I read the third issue this week. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I need to read three. Oh, you didn't yeah, read you three do. Yet. Okay. No, I didn't read it. Some nudity. Some nudity. Ooh, I like the nudity. Really? <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Middle middle finger. That's all right. Um, and and Gramps. Slays me in one panel. Gramps is the best, dude. It's just Gramps is us. Gramps is us. Exactly, oh, he yeah, is. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I will say, I thought this third issue was a little bit of a step back for me in the sense that, like, I, I thought the first two were really intriguing because they were building this this world building, and I think this one was a little bit, you know, more into the characters themselves and sort of furthering that plot, which I think is a requisite part of the story longer term, but. But uh, whereas I would give the first two like an A plus, I'd you know I maybe give this one like a B plus for me mm-hmm. just because it, it I didn't I, I didn't get as much sense of like the wonder in the world as as I did in the first two, um, but, but it's still fantastic. I mean, yeah. I, it's it's collectively been an amazing start to a series. You know, Brian yeah. K. Vaughn has climbed my um, my ladder of creators. Uh, to the point where if I don't open a DCBS box and there's not an issue of Saga in there, I get uh-huh. a, I get a bit deflated. I do, um, and that happens. He's today. also one of the uh, showrunners for Under the I Dome. I said that last week. <laughs> yeah, no, I okay. <laughs> All right, dude. I'm relaxed. Wow, boy. I was waiting for it. I'm like, I'm like, I said, I'm waiting. He's gonna say it. He's gonna say it, dude. He's when you said. press that button, <laughs> David's like he's on. It's like he's on the Price is Right, baby. Bing. I'm waiting for it. Oh uh, yeah, he said it. Okay. No, he is. Well, that's why. And that was um, that was the connection when I brought it up. I did uh, with the second episode from this week. Jason, did you catch the replay from the first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. You're caught up now? I am. Okay. Wow. It's, it's very different from the book. What do you guys oh, find all the time? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Are we liking it? For real. I am. But I yeah. I, I didn't read the book yeah. yet. It's early. It's, it's you know, you're it's not, not a, I mean, I don't think a tremendous amount has happened yet, but, yeah. But uh, no, it's good. It's good. Uh, it's it's hard. I, I mean, I just read the book re- re- a couple months ago, so it's it's just fresh in my mind how different everything is, you know. And I've heard, I read in an interview that that the ending is completely different. Like they've decided to go in a completely different direction, which I guess we'll have to see what I think of it when I see it. Because I don't under, I never understand why like why they do that. Like 
you, like he's one of the best writers living on the earth. And then you are going to adapt his work, so then you decide to completely change the ending. Like, I don't... Yeah. Risky don't proposition, unless you're Frank Darbont. But we talked about that last week, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and Stephen King was doing... He's the one that was interviewed, and he said he was he's really fine with it. He thinks they made a great choice, so we'll see, but... Oh, really? So he's approved it in a minute? Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Meteor shit. Yeah. Meteor shit. Yeah. Speaking, of, speaking of, uh, of TV, um, I finished up Arrow. Oh, okay. I watched the the end of the first season. What do so, you think of the end? So, um, I loved it. A lot happened, man. A lot happened. So, yeah. who all who all has watched all of the first season? I haven't watched all of it. I've seen most of it. I'm, oh, so I, you I still so you have? I haven't seen an episode or two from earlier in the season. But I oh, okay. But but you've seen you've seen the season finale. Yes. And the the other two, you guys. I'm not. I haven't. Have seen not. It. Will not. Yeah. What, what? Have not. I haven't why? seen any. I will not watch any. Why, why won't you? I have very little time for uh, anything other than comics, and uh, I take your opinion to heart. But I'm not going to squander you, it on you, Arrow. You, 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 you should watch it. Nah, it's, I got. I got. Yeah, I, I, I can't not, keep up on Doctor Who. I'm going to keep up on Arrow. I'm I mean, marginally a little, a little more interested since David was raving about it, and you backed him up. But I, I. I I yeah. highly doubt. J- J- Jason, you should, you should more more so than Vince, you should watch it. I, I, I think just, that I don't have. I, I mean, like with Vince, I, I I have a DVR full of shows that I I haven't been able to watch anyway. I just don't. Uh, it's it's. I it's I got into it. Parties. I got into it, and it is everything that was good about Smallville, and everything that that was bad about Smallville isn't there. It's it's really good. I mean, it's really good. There, there's, it's flawed. I mean, there are flaws to it. There, there are problems with it. But as far as you know, geeky TV, like, you know, superhero TV show, it's pretty fucking spot on. And it's Mark Guggenheim. I mean, come on. Uh, you should watch it. No, I look. I, I, I you should watch you guys, it. It's a good show. I, I, but I'm just telling you honestly. <laughs> Don't worry about not spoiling because I uh, it'll be years before I see it if I do see it ever. Yeah, so same. Okay, it's 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 good and uh, they they zig when you think they're gonna zag. There's a lot of stuff that uh, that doesn't uh, doesn't play out how you think it's going to. And from a casting standpoint, it, what I love about it and it, and it finally kind of clicked with me is that it went back to the original germ of the idea of Green Arrow and that. It was a Batman character uh, because Batman was very popular, and so they wanted to come out with different characters that were like Batman. You know, at the at the time, this this version of of Oliver Queen, he's Bruce Wayne. He is Bruce Wayne. This is very much a Batman character. But he, and, but he kills though. Yes, yeah. and and so did. Batman in the early verse yes. of that character. Oh, this, way back. The gun-toting yes. Batman. Right. This is yeah, this is gun-toting Batman. He is he's a vigilante. He kills people, you know, it's we can talk about Dexter. You know, he's not he's not a, you know, a sociopath, but he is a vigilante and he will take out bad guys. He he levels justice. They're on the list and they fail the city. And you have yes, you have failed Starling City. And um 
he yeah he's he's a badass he's an absolute total badass is great character great casting i love the character of, of felicity is so hot <laughs> felicity smoke is is awesome yeah the you know the casting and you know, we talked about it a little bit last week diggle gets a little preachy a little preachy at, at, at points but um the, the cast is really good i mean there's a little bit of the soap opera um uh, romance in there, but for the most part, they're just—it's really good comic stories. Nice. I, I'm I'm I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, and uh, uh, was it John John uh, Barrowman? Yeah. It's uh, uh, Cap Jack from uh, from Doctor Who, which Jason yeah. would know who we're talking about. And Torchwood. Torchwood. Yeah. Um, was was great in the first season. Don't know if he'll be back for a second season, but uh, no, it was. Uh, really really enjoyable i'm i'm bummed because i don't have any more episodes to watch hmm. barrel is good though he and his partner are now legally married so life is good for him congratulations for equality <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. i got another comic if you want to j- jump into it like i i said um before this is the second television tie-in the first being dexter this is and this has a uh a caveat too, tip of the hat to my buddy Jason. It's Adventure Time, playing with fire. It's the uh, first OGN for Adventure Time out of. Yes, can't wait. Out of Kaboom. Uh, yes, yeah. Oh, you didn't read it yet, Jason? No, it's okay though. Don't worry about it. Well, there's really not much to spoil. Yeah, uh, it was written by the uh, wonderful Danielle Corsetto. We know who she is, right? Uh-huh. Drawn mm-hmm. by Bravest War- Warriors alum, and that's a funny word, Zach Sterling. He does great work. I love Bravest Warriors. Anything, anything Pendleton Ward. Um, additional pencils on the BMO backup was by J.J. Sterling, inks by Stephanie Holcutt, and tones by Amanda Lafrenet. And that's where the caveat comes in. I'll get into that in a minute. It, oh. It's Weird because that's I I backed her Kickstarter. Really? I received it yet? I haven't received it yet though. So oh, well, she does uh Pern comics. Mm-hmm. Um, it <laughs> the the book is very appropriately titled because it examines that relationship between Finn and his number one lady, the Fire Princess. Yes. And um, actually, it's. It should have been a Fire Princess miniseries because it digs very deep into the uh, fiery-tempered, hot-headed uh, honey of Finn. But uh, it's pretty simple. It all starts out when uh, Flame Princess admits to never having been to the Carnival Kingdom. And Finn and Jake are all cookie-eyed and they're like, What? You've never been there? And they're stretching their faces. It's, it's hysterical. So they go. They go to the Carnival Kingdom. And while they're there... Uh, Flame has her fortune told by this this hideous, bejeweled uh, dragon wearing a turban uh, who ultimately steals Finn's soul and, and leaves behind this little apathetic, lazy patoot of a homunculus. Uh, it, and and Jake puts him in his in his makeshift pocket. Um, but so Jake and Flame give chase. They want to get Finn back, uh, and it's this section of the book. Wherein the character of Flame is really examined. Um, if you've seen the show, 
the princess is very quick to anger. She's hot tempered. She's impulsive. She is flame. I mean, she, she, she burns very bright. Um, doesn't stop to, to take names or numbers. She just acts, right? Um, and en route to bringing, getting Finn, uh, the pair are cast into this puzzle cave where, um, the, the place is like host to a number of challenges that, that have to be thought through before one can advance uh, another room closer to their destination. Like they're trying to get Finn, but they're trapped in these rooms and there's puzzles on the floor that they have to solve and she's not having it. She's like, the heck with this she blows the doors down to get to the next room and and jake is like that's not how puzzle caves are done what are you, this, you're breaking the rules right um so careful study and flame do not go all together that mm-hmm. you know that well but and and i'll leave it at that they they they're en route to to save you know the love of flame's life and she she readily admits it she goes i love him i need him i got to get him back and um but the the book is awesome and, and here's where the caveat comes in if you are expecting a uh panel by panel uh approximation of the television show you may be a little let down because the book is in black and white Mm-hmm. But that is not a detriment at all because uh, it's rendered in shades of gray and copious amounts of delicious dot patterns. You know me and dot patterns. When I see them, them dots on a page, man, my heart just thump. It it just sings. But that for some people, that lack of that the show's kaleidoscopic color may be a detriment. To me, it was not because what what's going on here is the black and white line art just further reinforces my notion that the character designs are super solid they're so damn visually captivating and inventive that you know the 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 character designs i think are potent enough to more than cover the lack of color i mean pendleton ward like um brian k vaughn and marcos martin on on private eye he had his finger on something when he was designing these characters i don't know what it is about adventure time but i think they're some of the most brilliant characters ever designed do you guys back me up on this Oh sure, absolutely. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, damn strong character designs, uh, but that's not a surprise. I mean, if you've seen the show, you know how inventive it is, and all of that makes it to the page in this book. It's really good and a value for the dollar. It's eleven ninety nine, and I think it goes for one hundred twenty eight pages, um, square bound, and the cartooning is just gorgeous zach sterling does a fantastic job the facial features and emotions on these characters are beautifully rendered i mean when when finn and jake go at it i laugh you just have to laugh because the 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 expressions on their faces it makes you giddy that's that's the one thing about uh adventure time that i think i love the best is it pushes that that childhood button uh it makes you appreciate the the the, the very simple nature of the character designs, but how much leeway there is within that seemingly narrow um, spa- space. You know what I mean? It's just, Jake is just two round circles, you know, and, and a mouth, but they do so much with it. They'll, they'll blow up the pupils when he's like, all Google-eyed, you know, and mm. it, it just works so damn well on the page. I, I, I cannot praise Adventure Time enough. I thought, you know, what am I, 48 in August, that I've seen the best out of animation, so like the, old. I know, the, 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 the best, um, character designs and like, in my opinion, there was a time when nothing was ever going to top Warner Brothers, Looney Tunes for me. 
um, uh, I'm rethinking that now because it's just uh, Adventure Time, regular show. I think we're in a renaissance of of animated shows where you know, South Park. Uh, yeah, even you know, even South. And I will say this: new Mickey Mouse stuff looks awesome. It, it looks fantastic. It's flash based animation, so you know, whatever. Uh, that that that's the way they do things today. I I begrudgingly accept that as as the the standard for some things, but I I think it looks just the aesthetic of the, the new Mickey Mouse stuff is just gorgeous. But anyway, back to Adventure Time. Go get it. it it's really well done. I will say one thing though: the cover is not all that hot. The the purple does nothing for me. There's just too much purple and red on the cover, and it doesn't. The, the yellows are muted because it's on. It's you know it's 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 overlaid on the purple. It just doesn't work. A, a better cover would have gone a long way, but don't let that do- stop you. It's just a great great book. I've got I've got an EOC live tweet um, that will dovetail off of that with some animation talk. Nice. It's um, from uh, Onamar, who's Superspell on the uh, on the forums. Uh, it says, "I need help navigating." Batman cartoon series. Which ones are the must watches and what should I the avoid? Series. Batman the animated series, Batman Beyond, Batman Brave and the Bold. Yep. Bat- Batman the animated series. I'm going to go out there and say is my favorite animated series of all time. Wow. Period. Yeah, there you go. And Beyond, I think a yeah. lot of people would agree with you. Uh, it is, I think it's far and away the, the, the best like cartoon adaptation. That that's come to, or the best you know comic book adaptation that's come to to animation. It is it is brilliant. It it set up so much um, that came after it. Um, and I would go on and say that uh, you know the the Superman animated series that that um, that was in the same universe was great. You know anything in Tim verse Batman is great. Batman Beyond is is amazing. And then David said Batman Brave and the Bold. Is great. Um, would you guys say the Batman? Did you like the Batman? The Jackie Chan Batman? That one I didn't see too much of. Uh, yeah, I don't think I was. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of that one. No. You know, and then what beyond that? You've got uh, what the you know, super. You've got the new stuff. one coming out, right? Is it the Beware the Batman or something? I don't know. You know, um, a good um, if you want to just uh, a taste of. Uh, the Batman, the animated series, get uh, Batman, the Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, those, yes. Uh, yeah. Sub Zero is good too. Sub Zero is good. Those, yeah. those the the feature length movies. If you want to, you know, just kind of a nice a nice taste of that universe, they're both really good. Yeah. Um, so I would go so yeah. far as to say, Mask of the Phantasm is one of the ten best animated yeah, movies I've ever seen. And it is it is an oh, oh. it's a pretty solid adaptation too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 fantastic. Um you know, if you want to, you know, go on with, you know, Batman plus supporting cast, um you know, I- anything in the Timverse, the 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 um, um the Justice League um that Batman was, you know, a, a member of, you know, all of that stuff is fantastic. Um, is the Jackie Chan like David said Batman? Is that the one where the Joker had dreadlocks? Yes. Ah, uh, I haven't seen too much of that. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it's probably the weakest. I think the Riddler look might be cool, but I'm 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 a Riddler mark, so yeah. it, it's yeah. just Mr. Edward Enigma. Yes. I've and I have I have grown to have a much larger appreciation for Batman Beyond in the last. Oh yeah, years. yeah. That is, I think, Renee's favorite 
it, it is one of, I mean, well, she, she's an old school Looney Tunes and, and Disney fan, but Batman Beyond is, I think, her favorite mm-hmm. modern day cartoon. No it's kidding. really good. And, yeah. and I'll tell you what, the comics. Turtles has to be creeping good. up, though, right? Uh, well, she loves it. Right? She does. She loves the turtles, but I don't think anything can can touch McGinnis. Oh, no, out, out of the out of the the animated movies that came out, uh, the Red Hood was really good. The Red Hood was good. I I um I enjoyed. Um, well, that's really the only Batman one, isn't it? it there, well, you know, no, they had the. Uh, it was year one. Dark Knight. Oh, that's year right. And it's two Dark Knights. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you're, one, you're one better than, than the Dark Knight ones. Um, then they had uh, what the... Um, Gotham Knights, anime. too. The, no, uh, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, Gotham <laughs> Knights. don't worry about don't worry about Animatrix, Batman. It, that was not dumb. You know what? There was a couple good ones in there. Uh, oh, yeah, good. Good, yeah. A couple oh, out of them. All right. Hey, no, seriously, there were a couple good yeah, ones. Yeah, I didn't mind it. It's it's, it's more violent than the other ones, but I yeah I thought some of the visions were really hey, nice. Hey David, honestly, the, if there are anime fans out there that are looking for an entry into Batman, that it would work really well. Probably true. I think Brave and the Bold should be a little higher on the list. Brave I like I li- I like that show a lot. Yeah, it's it's um it's goofy. Yeah, uh, that's what I like about it. It's a it's a good goofy. What was awesome about Batman the animated series and, and understand that is that's the top of the mountain. It's you're not getting better than that. Is that it had such a a fantastic noir feel to it, but it was still it's it is everything that Batman should be. Yeah. It's so good. No, it just, so? It, no I I like it, but it's it's so if if I had to choose you know, my favorite Batman cartoon. I, I probably would lean more towards Brave and the Bold, only because that's the Batman really? I would rather see. Yeah, well, it's I, hard for me to understand, dude. Like hmm. knowing you all these years now, like you really don't like crime comics. Like, I don't. Unless you yeah. loved Batman, like how did that happen? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah. I, I like the Silver Age Brave and the Bold team up issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, they think they're great. And like more of the more of the the Biff bang. Pattern. Yeah, yeah, more of the 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 colorful. You're you're an Adam West Batman guy. Okay, grew up on it. So I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying that's a bad thing. No, I mean that, it, that is that is one version of of the character, and that's. You but know, I'm also very in, endeared to Dark Knight Returns. So. What true the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, speak of all of the different versions of Batman, that's one of my favorite planetary issues oh, of all the yeah, planetary. That is Batman. cool. It yeah. is if you want to just see, and that was really just a love letter to that character of all of the different versions of Batman because it's been all of those things. And but if you're a Batman fan and you have not read Planetary Batman. Please track it down. It's yeah. so fucking good. Cassidy was plugged in. Was that in the absolutes? I think so. Yeah, isn't it? I got a, I got it right here. Oh, wow. uh, I, it, you know, if it wasn't, God damn it, it, it should have been. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was. I don't think it was either. It's. I think planetary. The absolute planetary. What about the authority issues? No. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think the one shots are then. So I didn't even bother with the absolute because I have the singles. I same here, babe. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't in there, and it really, it really should be because the the planetary Batman was, it was phenomenal. It was so so good. Seeing the Adam West Batman with the planetary crew was punch. Yeah, 
it's just it's just it's just so <laughs> so brilliant and so awesome. Yep. That's we kinda... need to hear David talk about what he needs to talk about. Yeah, we do. He can do it now that you're here. Nice. I was waiting. Um, I've been waiting. And there's, and, and, and there's a slight Batman tie into it too. But it's kind of hard, Chris, to have your creator-owned opus have a a very popular licensed character in 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 your omnibus collection. I would think. Um, well, I mean, it was still it was still it's still published by DC, yeah. But I, it's they don't own Planetary, is, is, so it's. But it's it's just like we're not getting any, you know crossovers reprints of Marvel with with, with Rom. So True. that's that's the way I look at it. We never will. Um so never. somebody that, owns the rights, right? I mean Yeah, but who? I mean they've been trying to find out for years and years yeah. and they but just if seem that's true then why wouldn't they just go with it and then deal with that after the fact? <laughs> I don't know. Especially not if they got the Disney dollars behind them. So go for it. I, get, I, I think Rom. the the chances of seeing Rom back at Marvel will be in a team up book with Miracle Man. Yeah, so oh, chances are not, not very Nick good. Anglo, that's great. Yeah. The, um, I, there was, uh, like I said a couple weeks ago with, with the In Your Travels and, and, and being jealous of, of everybody who was reading the, the Grendel Volume 1 Omnibus, um, reading it for the first time or, or some people even, um, rereading it in a collection, I decided to follow suit and, I don't have the omnibus, so I read my issues that the uh, that the book comprises of, and um, it was extremely fun. I uh, due to a scheduling snafu, I did not talk Grendel with Andrew Shaw yet. We'll be doing that in the very near future, but um, it gave me a chance to really get into it even more. And and there are just some things where. I guess I get in on on the ground floor, like whether it's Valiant or even things like Power Pack, or um, it, it it just there are times where I'm just really happy that that, that I'm there at the beginning and not, and not after the fact, and I, I wasn't there for uh, when Ultimate kicked off or for Morrison's. X Men run and things like that, and I just I didn't I didn't either get into it, I didn't get into it at all, or just didn't bother with it. It was just too much hype, and then eventually I'll read it. But when when I was picking up Mage off the uh, off the racks at at Dragon's Den, and there was this Grendel backup, and it was mostly just text pieces with with some really cool looking art, and it was very eighties because it was it was that Art Deco style layout, whether it was on um, Looking like Patrick Nagel's artwork from uh, his illustrations from Playboy or, or the knockoffs you see at the beauty salons, but the way the book was laid out, I was just I was sucked in, and it was the look of of the character of Grendel with the mask and just the black and and the fork, and that was all I had of this character were just these few little eight page backups for for six or seven months and that was it and and hunter rose lived and died in that little backup and i didn't read primer when it was coming out so i didn't uh the kamiko primer so i didn't get the first three you have issues. those right i do have i have the archives i don't have the originals oh, um same thing and yeah and and um 
and basically devil by the deed that what was what that backup from mage is called and that was eventually collected into uh into a one shot um the the three chapters from the from the the first Grendel story that Wagner did was kind of fleshed out. There was never a fourth part, and uh, so when you see Hunter and Argent on the top of the roof and they're having their conversation, um, I guess what would have happened in Chapter Four we eventually see at the end of Devil by the Deed. So you know, years go by, and I mean, I read this in the eighties, and then in the early nineties. I, I read the the Kamiko series for the most part. I didn't I didn't stick with it all the way through because I was moving around. Uh, so I really didn't read those issues until Dark Horse reprinted them in a series of of minis. But these characters, it, it wasn't the Hunter Rose Grendel. It was years past, and and, uh, and so there was no more Hunter Rose until the '90s came out, and and you had the anthology black, white, and red, and then the following year, um, red, white, and black. And I was happy because now we have more Hunter Rose, but it was weird because it still wasn't, there wasn't a, it wasn't a Hunter Rose story where, you know, you were getting a lot of Grendel action. It was, there were text pieces or illustrations going along with text, and there were the same stories that we were already told from different points of views and and um or just some slightly retellings but for a character who was basically the 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 east coast criminal underground mastermind mob boss he was really only in that position for about two three years it's just not like even though it's a character who's had who who as far as the comic book character goes had a short life because it was it was the the early to mid 80s um there weren't a lot of stories told featuring this character in in that time frame whereas you know you could have umpteen batman stories told over the course of of a couple of years but here there aren't a lot of hunter rose stories so a lot of it is either flashbacks or whispers and people telling other stories and then i get to behold the devil which was the eight issue series that that wagner put out a couple years ago and and that was a brand new Hunter Rose story, and originally reading the let from reading the letters pages, originally this was supposed to be a, a manga style sized uh, OGM. So they weren't; it wasn't even originally uh, a limited series. It was just going to be all in one shot. So I guess the pacing, things like that. If you if you read it and then know that, it may make sense the way that the story is paced out or how it looks. But I really wasn't; I didn't know that. While I was um, while I was reading it, so I was just basically happy to have a Hunter Rose story. And this time, we finally get a story where there is um, a lot of action. There's there's an you're actually getting a sequential story where you know it's it's each issue goes into the next. You, there aren't really flashbacks or other people telling Grendel stories. There's there's a uh, there's a supporting cast. There's there's Hunter Rose and his basically his his, his confidant uh, Larry. Uh, there are some scenes with Stacy. Um, there is a uh, there's a reporter who is trying to um, 
find out who who Grendel is. There's a a detective who's in charge of the unofficial Grendel task force who is uh, trying to bring Grendel down. Uh, So it's a really cool noir-like story where um, things are actually happening. And, And what was... As I'm reading it, there's a part in the book where um, Grendel kind of basically comes face to face with the devil and and, and as far as um, whereas that might normally take you out of a story like this when when you think that when you think about how Hunter Rose's nemesis is pretty much a werewolf it, it makes sense in the way the story is is laid out and as he is face to face with this devil having a conversation you actually see um grendel's timeline in the future how it's mapped out and beyond hunter rose's life and there's actually this is where they actually bridge the hunter rose grendel to the christine spar and the brian lee sung and and the epi and prime and it was just it, at a first it blew my mind because i didn't i kind of didn't want that because I, I i like my hunter rose i just i keep that in a little box and, and that's mm-hmm. that's the grendel i like because it's you know, whether i'm all about legacy but i i guess i'm also a purist in that regard where you know that's my Grendel is, is I'm all Rose. about legacy, but I'm also a need to have my Hunter. I need to have my Hal. It's like those are my guys. Don't. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just it. It made sense as as everything was was um, was coming around. But you know, as as I was talking to to Jason online, and 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 he has been waiting for me to talk about Grendel, and, and it really is just one of those things where. Um, I, I don't know what it was. It, I don't know what it was that, that actually just, I turned the page and I was just sucked in and that, and, and that was that, that image, whether it was just the time, the place, anything else that was going on in my life, I saw that and I was just instantly hooked. And there was a lot of it had to do, I guess, with, with the mystery of it, because like I said, after that backup was done, that was it. You know, Mage fourteen ended, and the Grendel backup ended because fifteen was a double sized issue, and it was just Mage. So that was it with Mage fourteen. I didn't get any more Grendel. I didn't get any more Hunter Rose Grendel. And then after Mage ended, then Wagner wrote the ongoing Grendel series for Kamiko. But um, there wasn't any more Hunter Rose. So a lot of it, I guess, was that it was that there was just. So, so little of it. There wasn't much to go on, and and it was, um, it was just. Whereas, there's so much more other stories featuring so many other characters. I had nothing else to go on with this. So, uh, some of it, I guess, is also that that mystery of it. But I, um, as soon as Dark Horse announced that that Wagner was coming back with with a Hunter Rose story. I was all over it, and and um, I finally really sat down and read it because I, I I read it when it came out and I enjoyed it, but I guess I wasn't really paying attention to it. And when I was reading it again, rereading it last week, um, it just blew me away. I I I've so long wanted a long form 
Hunter Rose story, and and that's what Behold the Devil gave me, and and like I said, and that's included in the omnibus. But I, I think I, it needs to be reread. His his stuff is so dense that um, and and it, he doesn't spoon feed you. I I think Grendel is one of those series that there's a lot of value in revisiting it because more often than not you you'll you'll catch something that you may have glossed over the first time. Mhm. Yeah. That happened with the um with uh rereading the the first Batman Grendel tie-in or 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 co-publish. It's not a crossover, but it was the first the first time was co-published with Comico. It was the Hunter Rose Grendel. It was um uh Devil's Riddle and Devil's Mask were the two issues. Um, and it's right there in the title with, with Riddle, but I completely forgot that when, um, when Hunter Rose went to Gotham and he was playing this game, he was going to use one of, one of Batman's rogues to, um, to kind of set the trap. And, and when Larry back, in New York was um, was giving Hunter the four one one on everybody, and and you see Hunter going through about a half a dozen of Batman's rogues, and and you know he didn't want to try to mimic the Joker's mo because he's not a fan of the grotesque, and and he had no comment. He was just like a flat out no when it came to Catwoman, and um, and the the the, the same thing with with Two Face, and and along the same vein with joker but he got to the riddler and he goes now that's somebody who you know he's he um who is probably my favorite batman's rogue that riddler really no kidding uh wow yeah must be the green you're stunned the uh it was um you know so he, he basically used um riddler's mo to 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 set the trap and uh and the batman really wasn't falling for it but uh it all worked. It, it all came to a head the way it was supposed to, the way Hunter had had, uh, had figured it out. But then I read the Grendel Prime story right after that, and they were con- and even though they still recalled three years earlier when when Hunter Rose um, terrorized Gotham and and basically murdered about a dozen people. Um, the, the the Grendel Prime story. There's a supporting character from the first one, who appears on the first page of the sequel. Uh, Gordon and Batman are both um, not so much reminiscing, but uh, they have a conversation about the first time Grendel came to Gotham and and how this Grendel is is completely different. Uh, the museum wants to put Hunter Rose's skeleton on display and, and celebrate Gotham's murderers and serial killers and and uh, Wagner still told a pretty funky story but it was um, there are just little things littered throughout that I I'm reading and you're right Vince I just I can't you, you can't read it just once and then nah. either move on or, or think you got it I, I I've been picking up even even in the anthologies where you know I'm I'm seeing there were characters in both anthologies that appeared in Behold the Devil. So even even little throwaway characters you think you might just see for a page or two in in a uh, in a five page story 
in black, white, and red. He shows up pretty much for an entire issue in in the eight issue series. So yeah, there's so much to read. It it the way it's it all because none of the Grendel stories are pretty much linear. I mean, there are no. there, there are things that are dated, especially when they when they interview people, witnesses, and things like that. But you know, from like eighty two to eighty four, eighty five, when when his reign ended, um, there's just it, it's all over the place. You just you you know when. When he pretty much came into power, when he uh, when when he adopted or when he became Stacy Palumbo's legal guardian, uh, who of course ended up having her own uh, fucked up life, and this is where it all started. I mean, you have the, the whole the lineage is just insane. Well, that's the thing. I don't have any of the omnibuses. Are they doing the stories chronologically? Are they taking like the Grendel tales and putting them where they belong? I don't know, but no, the Grendel tales. I don't know if those are included. From what I from what I understand, they're just doing the the Hunter Rose stuff. Because it got hard to 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 tell which you know what story went where. Well, the, you know, but the tales, yeah, because there was. I'm pretty sure the tales kind of go between um, the tales. Can I? I think that the Grendel tales stories, and those aren't written by Wagner. Those can be pretty much told any time after Epi Thatcher and before Warchild. Oh, Prime. I think they all okay. kind of fit in with there um, during that timeline. The because it, you know, I mean, you go back to the main character and Hunter Rose isn't even his his real name. His his his, his real name is Eddie. He he excelled in school, but he never wanted to kind of really. Um, push himself and and he uh so he let himself be bullied he was able to um he joined the fencing team went to britain pretty much almost had it won but when he realized that you know beating this world champion um would just lead to having a life that that's a hassle he basically just threw the match away and 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 uh, that's when a woman Jocasta Rose noticed that uh, that he could have won, and and that he basically was um, was just kind of toying with life. And so he's eighteen; she's probably she, she's in her thirties, and and she just she's the love of his life, and and she basically shows him uh, what he can be, and 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 that life is worth living. But she ends up dying, and she knew she was going to die. She knew her life was was going to be cut short, and and uh, but she didn't tell him. She didn't let him know. So when she died, he took on he took her last name. She called him a hunter, so he gave himself a first name, and then that's when he moved to New York. His parents had already died, um, and became a novelist. His his um his first book didn't even um. Have, didn't even have a typo. Uh, the the publisher ran away. Just you would, ran you would love it. It would. Yeah, it would. Uh, I'm sure the commas are where they're supposed to be too. The the um, and as the other thing, the anthology. You know, it, it even talks. There's a whole section on the. Uh, there's a chapter in the anthology where uh, it it's about his editor and his editor who um, took in blind submissions. He decided to basically just be Hunter Rose's editor and he he like changed the phrasing of a sentence in in one of his books and and Hunter basically said, you know, you you will never do that again and he he ended up getting 
hooked on cocaine and and his life went down you know he he was he was riding hunter rose's coattails and and then um when uh when it we found out that uh that grendel was actually hunter rose um the editor had to basically hightail it down to like bolivia or colombia or something and he's like you know giving tourists um donkey rides just to, to make <laughs> a thing and, and Is that I, a euphemism it was no you saw him with the little hat on and everything and he was just you know but no i know he um do you so see what happens when you let david go on about grendel it's, it's you, you love it's grendel. overdue you when, love grendel man and, but any but that is anybody who this character any any life this character touches they turn to shit. You had yeah. uh, you had his editor who had to basically flee the country. You had Stacy Palumbo, who she became his ward. Uh, but when Hunter died, which she had basically, she set that up because she found out that Grendel and Hunter Rose were the same person. She set up his demise, and also um, at the hands of Argent. So she manipulated them both. Uh, when she, of course, wasn't, she wasn't 18, so she became basically a ward of the state. Um, she was institutionalized. She fell in love and married her psychiatrist, uh, who basically. Who doesn't? <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and, uh, he raped her on their honeymoon. Who doesn't? Yeah, yeah, but what, what oh, did that, sorry, what did it. that terrible incident give rise to, though? And that, and right, and so, so she, she was, she became pregnant. She brought the child to term. That child became Christine Spar, yep. the second Grendel. And so here's the second Grendel is the product of rape. And then when her son is killed and, and the people in Christine Spar's life. So it, it's just it's never a good thing to have a Grendel in your life. It's true. It's true. Oh, can, can you I mean, is there something to being Grendel? Like, is it a superpower? Is it just a uh, like? What is what is Grendel? Depends like, on the come? incarnation. It, yeah, Hunter Rose was just he was he was um, kind of like he was a slender Batman or or or, or Daredevil. He's just he, he's a fine physical specimen. He he he, he fight the the fork has um there's a uh, it's it can be electrified at where 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 the uh, where the tines are, but um. He's just, he's he's very he's a very good fighter, but he has he has no powers. There's no there's no sense. There's no uh, there's nothing super about Hunter Rose. Same thing with Christine Spar. Um, very athletic, but still exactly just still just still a regular yeah. human being. Mm-hmm. Um, Epi Thatcher was all jacked up on the drugs, and I, I and I think the drug was called Grendel. I have to check. Wasn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, he was insane. That's my favorite Grendel. I know I bust your balls a lot about. I bu- yeah, I, I I like to bring up Christine Spark because I know that's probably your least favorite <laughs> Grendel. But for me, the Grendel series, I love it, all of it. But the 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 filet mignon of Grendel for me is twenty four to forty. The the Epi Thatcher thing, and then that segues into the uh, Orion Asante story with the the yeah I love those issues oh they're so good Jay Geldof and John K Snyder oh my God they did great stuff on that book there was and that's that's the other thing Wagner not just on the main series the Panda Brothers and 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 Moreau and and like you said Snyder and and then Tim Sale but the anthologies. 
he ends up working with um like uh Tom Fowler. Uh yeah, the, the 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 Chris Strauss story, even though that that's not sequential, that's basically just spot illustrations with with the text. That and and very similar to the Phil Noto stuff that was like um detective mystery type stories. Uh but you know, Snyder's back there, Stan Sakai, um Andy Watson, Michael Zuli. Uh, oh, yeah. Cesar Fregredo again, uh, Teddy Christensen, uh, it's William just Messner Loeb's in, Loeb? a, in, well, um, the silverback stuff. Yeah. And you'll, from what I've read, you'll never see silverback reprint it. I don't think you will. Because something about the source material is so, um, degraded and I guess it wasn't, uh, preserved in the, in the, under the, in the normal manner that the, the source material sucks, in other words. And Wagner said, you'll probably never see Silverback reprinted again. It's, and, and there's, uh, one of the, one of the other Grendel from the main series is also like that. Um, I don't remember what, it was, um, I think it was before the Epithatra stuff. I think that's, and then there's, and then we did have a flashback to Grendel, to the Hunter Rose Grendel when, um, the detective from the Christine Spar series, uh, he tells a story in flashback regarding a couple of, uh, regarding a detective mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and then someone else from, from a, a rival mob family. But it, um, it, the only one who's kind of sort of anything supernatural is Grendel Prime, Prime. Who, which yeah. is a cyborg. Um, and that's the one, that's Devil Child. That's, that's the last, um, no, not uh, War Child. War Child, yeah. That's, that's, that's the last. The Devil's Child is the Stacey Palumbo story, which was written by Wagner's sister-in-law, uh, Diana Schultz. But the... I almost had to divorce my wife at one time hmm? because I had a an Epi Thatcher Grendel shirt and I wore the shit out of it. It was my <laughs> favorite shirt of all time. And shortly after we got married, when we moved into the, the new house, she's you know packing clothes and she threw it away. Oh, and, oh, I mean, th- this shirt was a mess. It was all ratty and it had like uh-huh. holes in it. But I loved it. It was like my favorite shirt ever. Mm-hmm. And she threw the damn thing away. Graffiti damn design. Son. Yep, graffiti. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wore the shit out of that shirt. Loved it. Um, and so, you know, I had to think about it. What's worth more, my <laughs> wife or the shirt? And common sense. But it was yeah. it was close. There. <laughs> so they, David's on a tear. That's awesome. It it's just, good to hear from you for a while. I... I I, I know it was just it was a jumbly rambly mess, but no, it, it we really like that here. Just, it's it's it is absolutely it was it was the look that just that mask because the otherwise it's it's black gloves, black boots. I mean, white gloves, white boots, and and just like a black leotard unitard. But other than that, it's it's the mask is just what um, what does it. And and when they it's go the into yeah. And, yeah when when they go into how Grendel rose in power and it it really was just uh it was a crazy ride because there were things that I I completely forgot about the the Eastern Seaboard Massacre where he basically had 23 mob bosses killed mm-hmm. so he could take over everything um and the whole thing with Argent and and uh little things like how Stacy was she was just infatuated with Arjun. There was no crush. It wasn't anything like. Uh, it wasn't anything like that. But Argent was, uh, whether she saw him like as as a big cuddly, cuddly teddy bear, as a friend, things like that. But he, 
when Grendel set him up to fall through a skylight, he, it was kind of embarrassing. Stacy never looked at Argent the same way again, and and so they kind of ended up having a little bit of a separation. And then eventually, when um, when Stacy realized who Hunter really is, that caused a rift. Even though Hunter didn't see it coming, which which just goes to show you how sly she was, and and she learned from the best. And it 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 is not a. Um, Definitely not a happy ending. There's absolutely nothing that uh, you, you're not going to put the book down and go, you know, I feel great. It's <laughs> there is, it, but it it's it is you know as much as I love Mage, I I think you know the work Wagner has put into Grendel has just been it's oh yeah really Grendel it's, blows Mage away. That, really? Uh, oh my God! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It it took me it it took me a long time to to. I guess actually realized that myself, but I mean, and I, Mage One, I absolutely love it. It it got me hooked, and and I love the look of it. I love the colors, and and the story is amazing. And then Mage Two came out, and I was like, okay, you know, it, it's great to see these characters again, or at least it's great to see Matchstick again. Um, You're fat, <laughs> Kirby, but you know, and and, but it wasn't the same. But but Grendel has pretty much just been what it is and and it is you know no it i mean it's it's been going on since the early 80s and and or at least the character that's been around since the early 80s and we mm-hmm. have we still have so i guess little of it and and yeah we have the three omnibuses now because you have the hunter rose the second omnibus is christine spar and the brian lee sung and probably uh the grendel classic reprints uh 16 17 18 19 and then probably volume three is Epi Thatcher and um, Orion? Uh, Orion, and then uh, the no, Grendel Khan, and then and then Grendel Prime stuff. So yep. there's your three on the bus. So then maybe they'll do a companion for for Devil Tales, but or for Grendel Tales. But, That'd be cool. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, you have you have everything Grendel in in four digests, and and that's really not a lot for something that's been around since the early '80s. Right. But it's well worth the time and effort. Um, there may not be a lot of it, but what's there is dense. It's, it's meaty. Very it's, dense. Or, yeah, because yeah, you're going to get you get your money's worth. You're going to dissect. You're going to reread it. It's it's not something you're going to, you know, yeah. it, it, it's not your regular 32-page comic where, you know, you're done and you're waiting for the next issue. Right. You know where else you can get your money's worth? <laughs> I'm so good at this. Awesome. Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your books and collectibles at huge, massive Wumba Galactic size discounts, anywhere from 35 to 75% off their monthly spotlighted specials. Remember, digital previews, a buck and change, very small amount of money to pay for saving a tree. Uh, they deliver them right to your door, wrapped up all nice and secure. You don't have to move. And if you're a first time customer, What's the code, David, that will get them an extra 8% off their very first order? The code is EOC8. EOC8 is great. Do it. DCBService.com. I pulled a book out of my box today, and it was all I could do to put it back down. Mesmerized by the art. Uh, I love this guy's work. I think he's very, very special, very talented. There's really no one out there like him uh, who can say so much with so little paint. Uh, it's a book published by IDW. Uh, it's a hardcover, actually, uh, formatted around the same size as one of those 
old vinyl albums your 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 parents and your grandparents always talk about so it's a it's a, it's a square it's beautiful and it's cheap it's only 17.99 the artist in question is Ashley Wood and mm-hmm. it's called Machine Sabbath and it's a selection of the artwork that he had at uh, the uh, Jonathan Levine Gallery in uh 2012, he had a showing, uh, his very first showing in the Levine Gallery, and it is carnal. Ugh. Man, there is, there's, there's nasty bits and, and, and nudity and just dark, dark kind of sexual antics going on all over this thing, but the painting, the brush strokes, the drippiness and the splatter and the, the I, I love Ashley Wood's art, and, and like I said, he uses, paint like nobody else i mean the he he gets such uh, a lot of effect out of such a s- little um brush strokes now there's some paintings where the 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 paint is as thick as mud and there's others where it's just washes and wispy thin and you can see the 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 canvas coming through it's gorgeous stuff and it's all full color and it's only 17.99 Mm. Go get it. It's beautiful. It's a little bit scary though, um, which I appreciate. Um, there's um, uh, titles for paintings um, include like the one I had a laugh because it's called um, favorite sitting device, and in most cases the favorite sitting device is a big old dinga doggy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there's um. There's a, a painting that's really disturbing. Um, it's a woman lying on a couch, and she has uh, what looks like a... She's nude, and she has what looks like a newspaper over her face, and it's called Happiness 3. And you get the impression that this woman is um, like the parrot in Monty Python. She's pining for the fjords. She's She looks like she's dead. And... Uh, it is very disturbing, but it's beautifully done. Most of the paintings were done on wood panels and linen panels, and they're huge, like 72 by like 48. They're gigantic by my standards. Uh, it's a great book. Go get it. Amazing stuff by IDW. They good. They do the good work. That's my in your travels. Next. I'm going to be talking with uh, Eric Williams, uh, listener of the show. He's a, a nice. fellow podcaster, and um, he's been uh, been asking me to to come on and talk about uh, uh, one of my favorite movies for a long time, and that is Payback, um, which is based on the uh, Richard Stark novel, The Hunter, uh, Donald Westlake, which was adapted by Darwin Cook into a graphic novel form. So, uh, in your travels, if you want to brush up on, uh, on your Parker novels, um, go read the Hunter and the outfit and, um, all the of score. the, the score, which is probably my favorite. Um, and the man with the getaway face, go read all of Darwin Cook's, um, Parker novel adaptations because they are beautiful and and awesome crime comics. And then go watch um, the payback director's cut and uh, the Lee Marvin movie Point Blank and everything else. What about the Jason Statham movie called Parker? No, 
No, no, no don't do that. Is that Parker only in name? Pro- uh, it's based on, but yeah. Yeah, I, it's, it's it's kind of it a bad like taste a in my mess. mouth. Well, it's a bad taste in my mouth because um, while he was alive, Donald Westlake would not allow anyone to use right. the name Parker Which for any of the... And the only person that he allowed to use the name Parker was Darwin Cook. Yep. And because Darwin got it, and so uh, Donald Westlake dies, and then there's a movie that is actually named Parker, which is kind of, in my opinion, kind of pissing in the face of of Parker fans, and that is... Um, so yeah, yeah. no it's, stick with stick with the Darwin Cook stuff. Um watch the um uh the director's cut of Payback is amazing, much more so than the theatrical release. And um yeah, it's it's stuff that's that I love. I named I named a dog after it. It's uh, I so I thought you named him for Spider Man. No, he's no he's named after oh. Parker. He's named after the the Richard Stark stuff. Eric is good people. I had a blast talking uh Star Trek 2009 movie with him a couple. Of I can't. Weeks I can't. I can't wait. We're gonna have it. We're gonna have a hoot. It's gonna yeah. be. Uh, we're gonna do it the the Friday after Fourth uh, of July, and I'm looking forward to having a cocktail or two. I'm, I might actually have to you know pour some whiskey for this one. You know, it's uh, appropriate. Def- definitely get in the mood on that. Yeah. Nice. So. Uh there were a couple of things that I read uh, this week, but one that I didn't know what to expect uh that i really kind of want to see where it goes I-, I want the next issue uh is the uh the the true lives of the fabulous killjoys I-, I read the first issue of that published by dark horse written by gerard way who i thought did a great job with umbrella academy uh art by becky clunan it is um i i said i didn't I have no idea what the the first page kind of sets it up with, you know, a little bit of a text piece about who the Killjoys are and who this girl is, but uh, this is a crazy freaking world, and, and I, um, I, I'm i kind of wanting more of it, so I'm looking forward to the next issue. Cool. Yeah, I, I, uh, we'll have to talk about that, because I, I really... Cool. Yeah, okay. Um, in your travels... Uh, do yourselves a favor and um, everyone knows that we are ridiculously huge fans of Rick Remender's Fear Agent and while this isn't Fear Agent it's uh, probably as close as Remender's going to get to come in the the Marvel Universe to doing a Fear Agent type story and that was his just wrapped up first arc of Captain America with art by Mr. John Romita. And um, I think we at least three of us have read it and could talk about it in the subsequent weeks. But Junior, was, right? He, well, yeah. He's actually not Junior, but they call him Junior um, for uh-huh. the record. he uh, He's actually not John Romita Jr., but because he's he was... Second. Wor- no, because he was working there at the same time, they... Everyone called him JRJR, but that's he's not actually not a junior. But anyway, um, but it was uh, it was awesome, and it was what I think eight issues. David, is it seven or eight issues? The there's part? there's been eight. No, no, it's not even over yet. It's well, the, no, it, well, well. My understanding is this is it is over. The see, eighth, I don't know because the eighth the, the way the eighth issue ends, 
I wasn't real sold on the look on a person's face, and in the letters page, the next page, it, it says that uh, the star is, the story is far from over. Well, no, but I right. I guess I should say though that the first eight issues take place in a dimension Z. Yes, a very very homage to a very Kirby esque type of sort of very post apocalyptic, almost commandy like, and uh, I know Vince is going to be loving that. But um, what I mean by that is, is my understanding is issue nine, we're back to our Earth. We're back to, we're back. Oh, to, okay, all right. No, yeah, that, that, maybe I'm wrong. My understanding was that that, but but either way, it was a hell of a fun ride. And and I have to say, like I I've heard a lot of people complain about this book, saying what? like, oh, it's cool. it's just not my Captain America. And like I have to think to myself, it's like four hundred issues of your Captain yeah, America. like I don't get it, like because I mean, and and I'll admit, I came up in the Green World cap, so thank you. Which, which, you know, was, was I'm not going to say it was great comics every every issue, but I mean... They were you know, fun, I mean, though. I had, yeah, I had Cap as Nomad, I had Cap as his agent, I had Cap as a wolf, I had uh, Serpent Society, I had him dating Diamond Lil, I mean, so... Deathlock so to, was Damon I'm sorry. What's that? Deathlock was the, the Damon Tayus run. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it's uh, <laughs> well, I didn't say anything about Deathlock. No, 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 I did. I threw okay. it out there. Oh, okay. okay. Um, Nonsense. Stop, stop <laughs> flaunting, David. That's so weird. But the point is, is that, the, like, people who say that, I just, I, I don't, like, I just don't get when They're people silly. complain about this, because it's yeah. like, yeah, it's not Cap on the Earth, it's not Brubaker Cap, which is fine, but, like, Thank I God. think if you're going to take over after, no, that's not cool, Vince. No, right? I'm not saying it's bad, but there's enough of it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it was an eight, seven, eight-year run, it was awesome, but, like, it, it, it got to a point where... You got to switch it up, and and Remender took a, a different tact, and I think that the the note that is hit in the climax of the eighth issue is as much of a holy shit gut punch as we have seen in comics in a long time, and I cannot wait to see what that means for Cap going. There, there, wow. there were there were some images in that eighth issue that were that were on par with like kick ass. That's oh, the last. Yeah. I don't, the last one I read was seven. So don't oh, spill wow. too much. Oh, read eight. Oh dude. man, eight is a trip, dude. Yeah. So yeah, oh, I'm excited. I'm gonna read this. No, it's really good. It's, it's real good. Yeah, it's yeah. real good. So it's. I mean, it's it's just it started off with the whole. You know, like I said, when when um, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the Avengers, when 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 we had a hero's return, you know, all this all the solo titles. And the Avengers, same time, same place. They all ended up even cross crossing over with 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 live, create, or die. And here you have you have umpteen Avengers books, but you have the Thor book completely different yep. with, with what Aaron's doing. You have Remender writing Captain America, which is is so far removed from Avengers and Avengers proper as you can get. But that's and, just plain smart. Which is fine. If you want to read those characters, they're in the Avengers. Just tell a great story. It, it just, like I said before, it seems like Remender and Junior and everybody associated with this book, Jansen, um, yep, they're, they're just having a great time making comics. W- what more do you want? You yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. And I just don't understand. Like, I. <clears throat> Like I get when, and I've probably been, we've probably all been guilty of this. Like, like you'll read a character you love, and you'll read someone's version of it, and then be like, "That's not my quote." Yeah. Unquote. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend. And I've done it. I mean, I, I have, you know, like the whole most comes first comes to mind is like the the lobe Wolverine stuff. Like I'm just like it's just, in my mind, it just didn't happen. That's so smart, <laughs> like, though. Why wouldn't exist. you like that? But 
but my point is, is like, but yet, like, I feel like sometimes these complaints are born out of ignorance in the sense that, like, it's one thing to say I don't like what what a writer is doing with a character. Like, you, that's perfectly People reasonable. People didn't like Brubaker's cap because he was too dark. Well, no, no and I'm saying, was, like, I think, I was, like, that's personal taste. You know, if you want to feel that way, that's cool. Like, if, you, if you've if you read this cap and you're like, well, it's not, not my thing, that's totally reasonable. Like, I, lots of stuff I read that isn't my cup of tea. But when I hear, like, well, this isn't how Cap should be, then I'm thinking, like, see, now that's where you lose me because, yeah. like, characters that have been around for this long in serialized form for literally twice as long in many, some cases of our lifetimes, like, they have run the gamut, you know? Like, like they have, like we said, Cap has been through a lot of iterations, you know? Yep. For, for, silly... for, for comic book fans out there that ever feel that way about a character, I'm going to point at one in the Marvel Universe right now. His name is Hawkeye. Um, if you feel shunned, if you feel, you know, personally attacked, if you feel like the comic book universe is working against you, just wait a year. Yeah. It, it, it'll, you got to mix it, it up. It'll, it'll all work out. It's yeah. going to be fine. It's gonna, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look what they're doing with Spider-Man. I think yeah. Superior's great. I mean, we've seen a bazillion different iterations of Peter Parker, some with more than two arms right you know what? and Peter, it's fun well that's exactly right Vince. it's like people forget like there was there was multi-armed spider-man there was clone saga there was yeah there was we just had uh, we had him in armor that, that cosmic spider-man you know i love that run. Superman, superman, was, superman was a, a a blue energy guy yeah exactly you yep. know all it with a mullet. I think that's one of my problems uh, with the new Superman, and it ties somewhat into. Okay. No, it ties somewhat into the Captain America thing. Um, if you are traipsing around in a primary colored costume, uh, fashioned in the form of an American flag, for me, the best way to to deal with that character graphically is in bright, uh, fun, energetic. You know, powerful stories. That's why the I, I respected and I enjoyed the hell out of the. I know I enjoyed the hell out of the Brubaker run, but for me, little bit too dark for what I want to see out of Captain America. And that's the same thing with this new Superman movie. It looks the 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 stylings of the character look too downbeat for me. Th- okay? th- things change. Yeah. And- I'm they not saying it's bad. Back. It's just it's, I don't want to see it. It's gonna be okay, Vince. I know it is. I'm <laughs> there. I'm there with you. Just, just with with, with all the the characters that that are always around, they're always changing. But uh, just, I just, just wait. I yeah. do think that this Captain America is spot on. It's cool. perfect. I love it. Yeah. All right. I can't. I, I would be more than happy to see adventures in this dimension Z for the next five years. I would. I would gobble them right up because if if done this well yeah it's great stuff so then are, cool. so are we so when chris catches up and vince yeah, read eight we'll yeah, all I'll, read it, I'll read it over the weekend here sweet cool. okay so read number eight, vince. I'm, I'm really hoping that they well they they have to they're going to collect all eight in the in the over uh the, the hardcover format and man you gotta buy that well, yeah, I would. I don't. Well, you're probably right, I guess, but I actually think it'll likely be in a more than it'll be like a more of a like twenty plus issue type thing because because they fine. already put the first hardcover out of the first. Oh, they have. Issue. I didn't know that. How, how yeah, did I, I miss it, that? So. Oh well, yeah. off to DB, DCBS. Oh yeah, boy. They love yeah. late orders. Hey, I got all new X Men one and two today. Hardcovers. Oh, I want to lick them. Vince, did you see my deck arranger that came today? Your what? 
my Chogokin Decker Ranger? No, did you tweet it? I did. You got a Decker Ranger, really? Yeah, dude. Wow, you see, now you're incurable. You got I bit. I know it's yep, crazy. You got uh, bit. <laughs> my fourth Chogokin. Yeah. Hey, everybody. We're so glad you you spent this time with us. And as usual, we will be back next week. Same stinking time. Same stinking channel. Oh yeah, that's right. I won't. Oh, uh, so, dude, people are gonna hemorrhage you with John Vince for two weeks. I know. Uh, at least you're warning them this time. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, we can we can XNA on the suicide it's watch. It's not all about me. Shut up. The lack of Vince. Yeah. So have fun and. No, uh, we can just take two weeks off, guys. No, 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 no. no, no. Without Vince, there's no. Yeah, there's. So no, you can't. You can't take two weeks. Yeah, you know, Dan's already, you know, on suicide watch. Oh, Dan is right. jumping on fridge. Hold me, hold me. Let's. Bye. We love you so much. Join, join, join the boys next week, because they're they're sure to do great stuff as yes, usual. Please, please, just listen. Please. <sighs> Goodbye. I'll be And me. Bye. Already firing up some Charlie Daniels fans. I like Charlie Daniels. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs>